Hi friends, I'm Katie Brinkley and you're listening to Rocky Mountain Marketing. With nearly two decades helping business owners, consultants, and coaches with their digital marketing, I know that social media can be an incredible tool to grow your business when you know how to do it the right way. And that's what we're going to do today. I teach you how to navigate the world of entrepreneurship and digital marketing, and hopefully you'll grow your business with a few great tips you wouldn't have known otherwise, and maybe even discover a great local business you love. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. It's funny, today's guest, I actually had to go back through my episodes and be like, has he not been on yet? Because today's guest, I feel like I have known for years. We, Our circles crossed back in the days of Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. And now I've been following him over on Instagram. We've gotten to hang out in real life at different speaking events. I've taken some of his courses. I've been a part of his community. We love the same type of punk music. Today's guest is none other than Travis Brown. And Travis Brown is a viral marketing coach, entrepreneur, and all around good guy. I love the opportunity to sit down and talk with him anytime I get. And Travis, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Oh, it's my pleasure. I can't believe I haven't been on either. It's probably because we're constantly texting back music recommendations (laughs) to each other. It just feels like a podcast, but we're not recording it. (laughs) Well, and it's funny too, because before we hit record here, we've been talking for almost 20 minutes about different musics, different marketing strategies, different business strategies. I'm I was like, oh, yeah, we probably should record all this conversation, (laughs) maybe leave out my love of banjo music a little bit because it's kind of embarrassing. I did say you and I enjoy talking music together. So before we dive into all the Mm -hmm. marketing talk, you have a background in some punk music. You have a background in podcasting. Now you're a viral marketing coach. You're teaching people how to get more views on their short form videos. That's been quite a journey. Yeah, actually, if you break it down, though, it's all really the same thing, because songs are basically stories, and podcasts are basically stories, and the kind of videos I make, I'm trying to focus on telling stories. So it makes sense when you kind of look at it from those three things. But yeah, no, I think it's really healthy in today's environment, you know, to be able to reinvent yourself. And so I went from being a sick musician, and I'm like, well, I have this skill, maybe I could do this. And then I did that for a while, and I'm like, oh, I've developed this skill, maybe I could do this. And so, you know, I'm not the kind of person who thinks, like, just because you do something, you have to do it for the rest of your life. I think there's a great deal of joy and pleasure in trying new things and then quitting new things. And, you know, just making sure that you're always kind of in your zone of genius. So that's what I'm going to continue to do. We're coming up to the end of the year, and I'm already thinking, like, what can I do next? How can I reinvent myself? So that's just kind of how I live my life and I encourage other people to just live you know live and create with reckless abandon well and and Travis you're a fantastic speaker I got to hear you speak a couple times in 2022 the power of story Mm -hmm. that is something that whether you're writing music you're standing up on stage teaching people you're trying to get something across very very succinctly in you know 30 seconds or less You have to know how to write these stories. You're a viral marketing coach now, but I I think what you've done is you've figured out how to take people through a story and have them care, whether it's in 30 seconds or in 30 minutes on stage. Do you think that that's one of the reasons why your students, the, the people that you have in your mastermind, the people that you have in your Facebook group, just your Instagram followers, 
Do you think that that's what's really helped move the needle is that you can convey these stories for people so effectively, so quickly? Maybe. I'm not a master storyteller by any means. I'm studying it and I'm, you know, constantly looking and breaking things down. And it's fun because I don't feel like I'm good at it. So I'm getting better at it. I think the, the main reason I'm able to help people in my coaching life is because I only coach people on things that I've like sort of done and mastered. So I can actually break it down into a system and I can give them that system that they can use in their own business or their own accounts or their own whatever they're working on. And, you know, when I first started making courses and educational material, I just thought it was like kind of like this 55 gallon drum that you filled up with information, but more information doesn't help anybody. We have more data than ever. We have access to more information and people are still struggling. So it's really about taking your thing and being like, okay, let's put this into like a three-step method or a three-step process that people could work their way through as opposed to just like kind of killing them with more information. Storytelling with the three-part kind of story arc matches that kind of method and uh, gets someone from the beginning to the end. It's possible. I don't love taking credit for people's success. I like to encourage people to do the work. And once they start doing the work and they get successful, I say, well, you did the work. I just kind of gave you the framework. The things that I love about your framework, this is something that we actually were talking about before I hit record here, was how your people are showing up less and they're seeing more results. Yes. And I think that with showing up less and seeing more results, it's huge. I mean, like I've been standing up on this soapbox uh, much by myself for the past year. So welcome me on the soapbox of showing yes. up less. But when you have a framework in place, a strategy in place, you can show up less and be just as effective. And you're telling me that some of your mastermind clients are implementing this framework into their strategy and they're now surpassing you in, in yeah. follows, oh, doubling and tripling your follows. That, that's the dream. <laughs> and you don't have like 100,000 followers. So, I mean, it's yeah. nothing to, to sneeze at. <laughs> yeah, that's a dream as a coach, right? It, you want to have people go further than you did, right? It's like we're sort of this catapult where like, okay, I kind of dredged through this and I got here in a specific amount of time. Now I'm going to fling you past me with what I know. And that's typically a good coach. Like a good coach would never be upset that you're surpassing them. That's what they're there for, right? That is really, really simple. I am a big person of intentionality. So it's an inherent biological pull on you when you haven't posted on social media, it somehow is affected our brains. We're like, oh, shoot, I haven't posted something. I got to post something, right? I got to throw something out there to keep the machine happy. And I think that people just think that like, as long as I've done something, and for some people that is a win, right? If you're just starting out. But if you're really going for growth or reaching people, it all starts with intentionality, right? So the three-step process that we use is the first thing we do is we reverse engineer attention. I will, it's that intentionality, right? Which a lot of people, you know, they repurpose content or they kind of, we've all done it. We've all posted that thing where we just like kind of rushed something out just to do it, just to check the box, right? And I'm sort of at this point where... I'm just completely against that because then the feed is just full of all this like reactive material and none of it is really doing anything. So the first thing we need to do is just be intentional. And that could just be as simple as writing out some bullets of what you want to say. So you're not doing the winging it style content where you can see the person's just making it up as they go along. You know, you're like, what am I watching here? Right. And then you want to make sure it's a topic that people care about. So if you're listening right now, there's really only three giant categories that you can fall into. Okay. There's health, there's wealth, and there's love, 
Okay. So how do we break that down? Well, let's say, you know, maybe your portfolio is all about growing wealth. It's like, we don't buy houses just for fun. We buy them to grow our wealth. Or if you are, let's say you're creating some like really nice boutique handbags, right? Well, that's love. People want to wear things that make them feel like people are going to be interested in them or love them. Um, everything. It's from food, fitness, you know, everyone wants six pack abs, all that stuff, right? So you can put yourself into one of those categories and, and understand that you're able to actually reach more people because everyone's interested in those things, right? If I talk about money, even billionaires want more money. So I talk to the whole world. And then the second thing is that we do is we have people like test some different formats. Like my audience likes when I talk to the camera, your audience might like when you're doing a podcast clip, uh, someone else's audience might like the kind of, you know, shorter content. You have to figure out what resonates with your audience. And then the key to having a big account is going to sound nuts, but it's all about just having that signature format because people want that. They want to know what they're going to get. Have you ever heard of that study where people will rewatch a TV show over and over again because they know what's going to happen and it's actually comforting? Yeah, and it's interesting because, you know, I'm definitely, my mom had some health issues earlier in 2023. And long story, super short, she went to bed and she woke up blind. So it was one of the things where she loved, never before did she watch Judge Judy. Now she watches Judge Judy every day because she knows what Judge Judy looks, looks like, like. Mm -hmm. and she knows like what's going to happen in the episodes or whatever. And it's really easy for her to consume that type of content, or it's really easy for her to go back and watch uh, Schitt's Creek, you know, yep. so it, she loves that. Yeah. So I used to think as a creative person was I had to show up every day and kind of do something different, keep everybody excited when what they really want is the discovery channel. Okay, and so when I say Discovery Channel, I mean, they want something that they signed up for. So if like, hey, where can I get like documentaries about the Great Pyramids? I'd be like, you should go to the Discovery Channel. If you wanted to get like updates on sports, I would be like ESPN. Now, if those were reversed and you went to the Discovery Channel and they had sports on, like what is going on here, right? So when that person follows you, the algorithm actually shows like five or six more posts of yours. And if they're all out of sorts, that person's going to immediately unfollow you because they're like, well, I didn't sign up for this, right? So the key to virality is actually predictability. And I think people understand the power of that. And some of the biggest accounts do the same thing every day. They don't say the same thing every day, but they present themselves in a consistent way. So when you're thinking about consistency, I don't want you to think about how many times you post. I want you to think about how consistently am I showing up in the same package that people could understand me. And that fail break for people, because yeah. I think people think they have to have all these different formats and it's absolutely not true. All of these different formats, there's have to know what resonates with your audience mm -hmm. the best. Mm -hmm. So I follow you obviously on Instagram and I love your talking to the camera ones. And sometimes you will take us through an art pro an, yeah, an art project or a craft. Yeah. You'd like, you like doing a lot of crafts and everything. And sometimes you're talking to us about like, Hey, here's a great money-making idea. How yep. is a lot of trial and error of like, my audience really seems to like it when I make just weird faces and have text on the screen, as opposed sure. to me actually talking to them. Um, how do you figure out? Because I'd love to talk to my audience more, but they don't really ever seem to so, so there, what I am. There are a couple elements that everybody could do right now. So one exercise you could do is go back and look at like the last like 30 posts you had and anything that did well, there's two things to look at. 
what was the format? Was I talking to camera? Was I pointing at something? Was I dancing? What was I doing? And then the second thing is the topic, because the topic is usually the thing that creates interest. So the format is really secondary to the topic. So I posted some content about making more money, uh, posted content about like some marketing, and then you might have posted some other kinds of content. And the money and the marketing did well because they fall into those big three categories. So it's to learn to look through the content. And, and people, they'll go viral and they have no idea why. Or they'll have a video do well and they're like, I just don't understand why this did so well. And it's crystal clear to me. I could look at it and be like, oh, yeah, you're talking about this topic that is super relatable, that people you know have in their lives. And it's able to be pushed because the algorithm is just a referral engine. That's all it is. Just like me and you refer music to each other, we're our own little music algorithm. And the algorithm actually wants to refer you, but you have to give it inputs to where it knows who to show you to. So when you start showing up, talking about those topics, it goes, oh, great. I know lots of people to show this to. And that's when you see your views increase. So topics, it's the formats. And then the last thing that I think a lot of people don't talk about, and I think this would be perfect for a real estate agent, is uh, your interests make you interesting. Okay, your interests make you interesting. This is this is like the podcast clip. So you have interests that are outside of your job, and I have interests that are outside of my job. And when I expose those, I tend to get more views. And the reason for that is because one, I'm genuinely excited about it because I'm actually interested in it, right? And two, it shows another angle of me. So for a real estate agent to show up every day and say, the the are super high, you're not gonna be able to buy a home, how here's how to get a loan. So many times you can hear that information, right? But when the real estate agent starts talking about how he, you know, maybe a Tesla or, you know, got Tesla to get a, a really economic car, that's interesting, right? Or if a real estate agent did a series where they're like, I'm going to try to sell 50 houses in three months and we get to follow along and see the journey, whether they do it or not, that's interesting because there's actually something at stake. So... I think a lot of people are like, niche, 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 niche. I can't talk about anything. And, and that's true five years ago. It was like, you had to stay in the lane. Now I think you have to have a wider lane in the viral world that includes your niche, but not only your niche. Or is it niche? I, I never know what to say. I, mean, I, I like niche because it, or neat. Yeah, niche. I'm with rich. Okay, so. that's good. Let's we'll yeah. go with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and, and so when you're talking about having these different types of you know, people are along for the ride. People are interested Yep. with your framework. Do you think that it's a matter of figuring out what's, what you're interested in, two, how to present it, and three, the story of why they should care? Yeah. So, I mean, okay. Why you should care is a big thing, right? Um, the way short form video works is we're all just mindlessly doing this, right? And you pay attention how you do it because you do it too, where you see something, you're like, ah. Nah, no, no, no. And then something stops you. And so what you need to do is go, why did I stop? Like not love this person. What were they talking about? What was the format? What made, what got me interested in this actual, you know, uh, piece of content? Now there's lots of different formats. Like I love storytelling because I think it's the future of all content. And so I'm investing in that, but I don't think everybody needs to tell stories, but what you can do is to make something more interesting is like I said, add some stakes to it. I'm going to try to do this thing. And if I don't, I've got to, you know, do something. 
um, you know, what's at stake? Because that's all that's that's what makes somebody kind of want to see the payoff. Right. So if I said, hey, listen, um, I've you on the street and said, hey, I want to make you a video that gets a million views. And if I don't, I'm going to give you a thousand dollars. You guarantee you people are going to watch that video to the end because they're going to want to see if I do it and they want to see if you get the thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. Um, people like so I mentioned the winging it person. Right. They're just like, hey, just pop it on. Great. That, you know, it's we have to honor people's time. They're agreeing to spend 30 to 60 seconds with us a day. And if you're not hitting it out of the park with having a plan, they're going to notice that. Right. It's like somebody who speaks at a public engagement. Right. You could tell the people that didn't plan. They're just kind of like they just showed up and did it as the people that really thought about what they'd be doing the whole time. And there's a big difference between those two performances. So it is just saying like, OK. I've got the opportunity to get them to stop. That's the hook, right? That's the context of the video. And that's going to be, you know, the most important thing to get them to the rest of the information. Now, once I've got them to stop, how do I deliver this in a way where they're going to want to either, you know, save, share it, use it, get some instant gratification. And that all just comes down to like, okay, there's lots of different formats. There's ADA, uh, attention, interest, desire, um, something. I don't remember all of them. There's lots of different formats you can use, but it's like, how do you deliver the information in a consumable way that keeps people watching? And so I'm completely against winging it. I won't press record unless I know what I want to do, which I think is just a good hard, fast rule to make sure I don't do that reactive based content. And then I'll, you know, I'll sit down and I just, I just jot things down in, in some capacity and then I'll film that video. And then I, use the editing process to make decisions. So instead of adding things to the video, I'm actually going to subtract things. So I'm going to go through the video and I'm going to edit it and then I'm going to watch it again and go, have I repeated myself? If I repeat myself, it's gone. Cut that out, right? I see a lot of repeat rips on the internet. And maybe I'll go through and just say, you know, this is nice to have in the video, but what if I cut it out? What happens? And I'll watch it. And if it works without that part, great. I've shortened the video, increasing watch time because watch time is the biggest factor in getting more views. If people don't watch your video, it doesn't really matter what they do with it. Platforms want people to stay on the platform. So with that subtractive mindset, you could go, okay, there's things I want to say, but do I really need to say them to get the person to the end? And this is where it becomes fun. It's because you, you're, you're making this kind of art project and you can decide what the final format looks like. And then Last but not least, every time I post a video, I'm like, oh, why didn't I do this? Or why didn't I cut that? Or why didn't I say this? And it's okay to look at your content and not be like, oh, I need to delete that or remake that. But rather, what can I do in the next video to make the next video better? Because when Reels came out, I said, I'm never going to do that. I hate this. I don't want to do this. I like carousels. I'm never going to do it. And then I started doing it. And I'm like, I was really frustrated. And now it's my favorite thing to do. I, I don't even post regular posts anymore. All I make is videos because... You know, I feel like there's a huge opportunity here. So those few things can really turn an account around as far as getting past the 200 views mark, you know. And yeah, let's be honest, like, why would you want to keep doing this if it's not working? Like, you're not going to want to. So, you know, you might as well try to learn some things that are going to help you at least get some results so that you can keep going. Uh, yeah, I love that. And I, it is so frustrating to be trying to create content and have nobody see it. Yeah. You know, and, and so I think it's it's interesting to me too when you were talking about like what your editing process mm -hmm. because I'm extremely long-winded. This is why I have a podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it because I like to talk and, and elaborate. Yes. So it's hard for me 
to minimize what I'm saying. And this is something you, we've texted about this in the past yeah. about like, well, I'm too, I, I say too many things. I can't make it less than a minute without, <laughs> you know, be, so even at a minute, it's, it's too long. <laughs> here's the unlock for you. A reel is just an ad you don't pay for, or a TikTok is just an ad you don't pay for. So all the ads you see or hear are between 15 and 60 seconds long. And they don't, they don't tell you extra stuff. They just hit you with the stuff that they want you to know. So if you start to think of it like, I'm not saying be at, like salesy or advertisey, but like if you think about it as like, I'm making an ad for this, what, what, what would an ad agency want? What would they tell me to cut? And if you think about it like that, it's really powerful because the 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 short form is just get someone in the door. And then once yeah. they're in the door, they can look around and go, oh, she has a podcast. She has a YouTube channel. She has a blog. And they can go further with you for that longer form content. So you don't have to stick all the information in. You just have to get somebody that instant win or, you know, in reality, like, I do think people follow people because they enjoy their personality, right? Like, mm -hmm. I think at some point, like, you know, as content creators, a lot of people say the same things or concepts, but like you like them. And so you keep coming back. Yeah. And so, you know, all those factors, the, the real is just an ad you don't pay for really unlocked me a long time ago. I'm like, Oh, this, yeah. I, now I totally get this. It's just a little piece. It doesn't have to be the whole story. Yeah. And sometimes it's even better if the story doesn't resolve because then the people <laughs> want to come back to see what happened. Right. So, yeah. Um, it's really an interesting time you know, with well, a little glass square to be able to talk to the world. Well, and, you know, as we kind of wrap up this episode, said it's a really interesting time. The mm -hmm. connections that we can have, the way that we can obtain information through this little glass square yep. or rectangle. 2023 was the year of AI. I mean, yep. I, 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 I was like, AI, ew, why would I want a robot right. to write for me? Gross. Yep. And I use AI every day now, whether it's, you know, to brainstorm, yep. to help me rewrite a, an email, whatever. I use AI every day. People are starting to clone their voices. They're starting to, to deep fake themselves. Yep. What do you, what do you, Travis Brown, foresee the future of social media being with, you know, Instagrams and Facebook are implementing AI directly into their platforms now. Like I was able to create some AI stickers for my Instagram stories earlier this week. Nice. So what do you kind of say? I know it was really That'd be fun. a great video. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> what do you see happening? Are, are we going to be obsolete, you and me, in a year? <laughs> I, I think, okay, so I think that the people that only use AI are, will become obsolete. And the people that use AI as a tool will continue to grow, right? Because AI doesn't have a personality. You have the personality, right? And with technology, this is something we all have to learn. And you're a mom and I'm a dad. You can't put the genie back in the bottle. You can't swim upstream. So our kids are going to be exposed to technology. And we are exposed to technology. And so it's all about finding unique ways to use it to your advantage, like brainstorming, rewriting things, um, getting ice, you know, market research and stuff. But when you solely utilize it to do your thing, then we don't need you anymore. So mm -hmm. you need, so that's why I'm talking about your interests make you interesting. AI doesn't have any interests, right? But you do, right? So if you like fishing and you can tie fishing into real estate, that's something AI can't replace. Or maybe AI can help you with it, but AI doesn't have that interest. So um, 
you recommend everybody experiment with it. And I resisted it for a long time. And now I'm starting to create all types of prompts and, and systems using AI so that other people can use it faster than me. And it's something that's never going to go away. But I do not believe that we will live in a world where it's just all AI content. I think we're going to live in a world where it's going to be very easy to spot the AI content. And those accounts are going to struggle um, unless they, you know, like sex and, you know, all the things that <laughs> get people hooked in. But, you know, for the most part, like, I think people need to remember that, you know, humans do like humans. We, we, we like that interaction. And we are like, think about it. You could probably list 10 people right now that you're like super interested in in general. Right. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that it has anything to do with your business, but you're just interested. You want to know what's going to happen. Right. Like my wife's obsessed with Taylor Swift. And every day she's like telling me all about what Taylor Swift is doing and where she's going. And she's super interested in Taylor Swift. And you can't replace her with AI because it doesn't work yeah. like that. So yeah. I would just say embrace it. Learn it little by little and use it as a tool to help you you know, do more, which is what I think it's intended for. But don't yeah. let it do everything for you. I couldn't agree more, Travis. And I think that it's, we're already seeing it. The people that are just trying to copy and paste yep. ChatGPT and I yep. mean, attention entrepreneurs with the megaphone. I mean, yep. that's like a dead giveaway. I'm like, yeah. oh, you just copy and paste that. But I mean, and this is where use, use these AI tools as exactly that, as a tool. And I think that by showing up, showcasing your personality, doing live video, I mean, you can't, you can't replicate this like what we have right right here that yeah, as much as yeah. and and this is i think where we're going to have that's what's going to move the needle for creators and businesses as we move forward in this world of ai you'll be able to see oh they're just copying and pasting and having some sort of you know chat gpt canva prompt make their graphic yep and this person's actually showing up some artistry so, some, some exactly some intentionality some caring some of their you know we're the the spark we have is consciousness right and yeah. ai is i don't think it's conscious yet but and i don't know if it will be at some point but you know <laughs> the biggest challenge i just have for anybody who's watching this right now who's struggling with social media is i want you to go through your last 30 posts and see what the best post was or the top 3 posts and try to look at what the topic was okay just see like was i talking about money and see if you can connect it to one of those big uh, topic. And then, you know, make a video this week about something that you're interested in and tie it to your business. Like the reason I got into podcasting is because I was in a band and I learned how to record so I could record my own band. And that gave me the skill set to be able to, to help people podcast, right? That's more interesting than telling someone why they need to start a podcast, right? It gives you that kind of backstory to me. So tell a backstory, connect something that you enjoy. Um, and finally, have a little fun, because most people don't post certain things because they feel like they might be judged or like I have a really like nasally voice and I could let that hold me back and I have spots on my face because I let that hold me back or I could just be unapologetically me and the people that are naturally drawn to me are going to hang out with me and the people that naturally hate me are still going to watch me because they don't like me and I get both. But when we kind of hide, when we hide in that in-between and we're safe, you know, I'm not saying go like right wing lunatic on everybody, but what I'm saying is like, you know, if you feel like you have something that's that you think people are going to tear you down for or make fun of you for, like lean into that even more and really be yourself. And you'd be surprised how brave it is, how many people attracted to you and how um, I think social media is incredibly 
powerful. I think it's also, there's lots of problems with it and it can be terrifying. But if you just set an intention before you press record, you get way more results out of what you're doing by posting less than churning out repurposed AI daily, crazy, you know, whatever content just to put something into the ecosystem. Oh, Travis, music to my ears. <laughs> love, 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 love. So, you know, we I've mentioned it a few times that you have a mastermind, you have a Facebook yeah. group, you're, you're obviously on social media. If people are interested in learning more about what you do, connecting with you, uh, you know, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Yeah, you can just find me uh, at Travis Brown on uh, almost all the platforms. Is either I'm Travis Brown. Just follow, find me on Instagram, at Travis Brown. Uh, I do still all my DMs. And then if you wanted to find out more about uh, what I do you know, professionally, you can go to socialboom.com or reelsmillionaire.com. And we have some programs that, you know, everything is basically focused on helping people grow organic audiences that are ready to buy without running ads and based on their expertise. So none of my students, I don't make them dance. I don't make them do stuff they don't want to do. It's all about taking the knowledge in their head and creating a, a portfolio of content that represents that so they can actually grow an audience that they, they want, right? Because let's be honest, you know, you could have a million followers, but if they don't really, if they're not in your world, it doesn't really matter. Doesn't so we want to be really intentional with that again. Absolutely. Well, be sure to connect with Travis. Follow him on, on the gram at Travis Brown. He's so lucky he was actually able to use his, his name. Um. Yeah, I had that account like when Instagram first started. I got my name and yeah, I, very lucky. But very, wait, one more thing. If you've been listening to this podcast, you guys don't really realize how much work goes into a podcast. You got to schedule guests and show up and get the tech right and edit the episode and do all this stuff. The, the best thing that you could ever possibly do is if you've enjoyed this episode, which I know is your favorite, or any other episode on this podcast, just go leave a review. Like, write a, just actually write a review. Don't use AI. Just say what you think. Like, tell her what episode was your favorite. Tell her the, the, your favorite part about this podcast because it's going to fill Katie's cup all the way up to the top. It and is. she's going to keep doing this. All right. Aw, thank you, Travis. It's true. I, the reviews mean, the world to me. I'm I'm up to about 160 reviews over on Apple right now. And every Fantastic. time I get a new one, I'm like, oh, somebody yeah. else likes the podcast. So yes, <laughs> please leave me a review. It, it does, And Travis, this episode was absolutely phenomenal. Thank you so much My for pleasure. joining me on Rocky Mountain Marketing this week. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. Make sure to subscribe so that you can continue navigating the world of entrepreneurship. And I'd love to hear from you. Please leave the show a review and connect with me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at I am Katie Brinkley or connect with me on LinkedIn. And if you're ready to start making some sales on social media, be sure to grab my free guide to selling in the DMs without being spammy. You can get that at katiebrinkley.com. Let's keep taking your marketing to all new heights.